Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast for teens and for parents of teens, a podcast to supplement your weekly study of the Come Follow Me curriculum with thoughts, ideas, principles, stories, and questions all geared towards helping teenagers better follow Christ through their teenage years. Hey everybody, welcome to a new year and to a new year of study in the Book of Mormon. This is going to be an amazing year, an extra special year, because, well, we get to study the Book of Mormon, the very book that the Prophet Joseph has said is the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, and that a man would get near to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. This book is incredibly special for so many reasons, and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to study it together with you this year. I've had a profound love, really, for the Book of Mormon for as long as I can remember. My father instilled that within me at a very young age. I gained a testimony of it myself while very young just by consistently reading and studying its pages. And In fact, I remember at one point thinking that I needed to have some grandiose kind of experience. Right before the, I went into the mission field, I was in the MTC thinking this, like I've got to, I've got to have that experience so that when I testify of, of it, I can share this specific experience with people that I'll be teaching because there needs to be that kind of an experience, doesn't there, with coming to know that the Book of Mormon is true. So I remember praying about it over and over in the MTC and that that moment, that experience, it just wasn't coming. It just wasn't happening. And finally, as I was sitting there contemplating why, it's almost like it finally opened the door to Heavenly Father, tell me the reason why. I just remember thinking the thought, you already know you already know that it's true. And it taught me a great lesson, one, about how truth gets revealed. A lot of times, many of us can probably get caught up thinking that answers to prayers, answers to questions, spiritual revelation experiences need to come in in huge packages, in huge moments, in huge feelings. But I have learned that is not how most truth gets revealed. I think it was Elder Bednar that that talked a lot um, in comparing how revelation is received to that of a sunrise, that it's very gradual, almost imperceptible. And I wanted to share that message with you as we start our year in the study of the Book of Mormon. For that reason, that purpose, your testimony of it, I will bet, will come in a very similar way. A little bit here, a little bit there, one scripture at a time, one moment at a time, one experience at a time until you come to know, like I do, and like I did back then, that this book is true. And you'll experience for yourself how it can help you come closer to God than any other book that's out there, and how you can gain a testimony of Christ through it. That testimony of Christ that has come to me through the Book of Mormon has seen me through every storm that has really come into my life. It has been a grounding influence, an anchoring influence, and one of the biggest blessings of my life. And I can't wait to get into it this year with with each of you that are listening and following this podcast. Now, before we get into the episode today, before we get started, let me just update you on a few things related to this podcast. The first is that I absolutely love putting these episodes together, and I love hearing about how helpful they have been, especially to those of you that have been teaching the youth. Those have been some of my favorite messages that I've received. My commitment to you is that I will have each episode better ready to go on the Sunday of that week. 
that each lesson gets introduced for the week so that you'll have a full week to listen to it, to utilize it however you'd like to. But with that being said, it takes some time for me to put these out, almost two to three hours a week, at least I would say. And somehow I I managed to put out the entire New Testament Come Follow Me episodes really for free, regardless of the time involved. And I wish that I could continue to do that. However, in order for me to really be able to take the time that is needed to put these together and to get you the transcripts with quotes and other materials that I have planned for this year, I've realized that there needs to be an element of compensation in order for me to be able to effectively do that. And it will help inspire me to make the quality even better and to do even more. And so starting within a few weeks, I'm going to do the first several episodes for free as I have, but eventually I'm going to move to a very small subscription cost. I haven't decided on the exact amount and you feel free to let me know your thoughts. In fact, I'll probably reach out to a couple of you. I'm thinking somewhere just really simple, be between $199, maybe $299 a month. Uh, or, or maybe you know, twenty-five to thirty dollars for the entire year, that uh, will allow you to have access to each episode each week, you know, roughly four for the month, as well as all of the episodes for the entire year if you decide to go that route. But it will also cover access to each of the podcast transcript. And in addition to that, starting this year, I'll also be providing a teaching guide for each episode that is a little, a lot more organized than just the, the transcripts and will include additional quotes and reflection and journal questions, some readiness activities for the beginning of lessons, uh, application questions and activities, as well as object lessons to really better assist those of you who are parents, who are leaders and, and teachers of youth to teach these principles and doctrines to those young people that you have responsibility for and to provide an opportunity for those who are young that are also listening to provide additional tools and resources to assist you in your study. These additional tools and resources that I'll be putting together will be pulled from the 10 plus years of experience that I had as a seminary teacher and the six plus years experience that I've had as a mentor and as a life coach, especially to young people. And that subscription price will be launching probably, I'd say, within the next month. Again, however, I want you to be able to access at least the first four to five episodes for free to really help you decide for yourself if what I am offering here is worth it to you personally. I know that it will be, that it will absolutely be a value add to you and to the things that you're doing within your own life, uh, the responsibility that you have as a teacher, as a parent to your children, Um, to those young people that will be studying and looking for additional insights into their study of the Book of Mormon this year. I can't wait to get you these resources and, and give you the opportunity to use them and utilize them in your personal study and the personal growth that you'll experience from this year's Come Follow Me curriculum. Other than that, change most everything else will stay the same. I like the format of the short episodes, 20 to 30 minutes in length, and covering roughly three, two to three principles from the chapters that we're studying. And let me just say thank you so much for your support over this past year. And for those that will choose to continue to support this podcast this year, I want you to know that I recognize, absolutely recognize the value of every dollar that each of us has, and I will commit to give you the very best of my efforts and experience in assisting you with your study and teaching of the Book of Mormon this year. Now, with that being said, let's get into, first of all, the background of what we'll be studying this week. 
which is this. Before you even get to 1 Nephi chapter 1, you will notice that the Book of Mormon is no ordinary book. Its introductory pages describe a backstory unlike any other, including visits from angels, an ancient record buried for centuries in a hillside, and a young man translating the record by the power of God. The Book of Mormon is not just a history of ancient American civilizations. It seeks to convince all that Jesus is the Christ, and God himself directed how it was written, preserved, and made available to us. This year, as you read the Book of Mormon, pray about it, and apply its teachings, you will invite the Savior's power into your life, and you may feel moved to say, as the three witnesses did in their testimony, it is marvelous in my eyes. (laughs) A great introduction. I love these. Now, as far as the principles for this week's study, we're going to just kind of tackle the different sections and just share a couple thoughts about them. But one of the things that I I will provide for you this week is a packet of quotes that you can download and print off that are all about the Book of Mormon, what it is, what it can lead to, the power that is in it, and the promises associated with it that have come from prophets and apostles over the years. Whenever I taught the Book of Mormon in seminary, I loved starting my teaching of that year with that particular packet and just simply handing that packet out to students and giving them just a few minutes, five to six minutes, to just read through some of those quotes and to find a favorite one or two that stood out to them about the value of this book and the value that it has for them and for us. Some of the best quotes ever given about it are a part of this packet and you can access it again on my website under this episode's link. I'll try to include that link in the show notes as well. Or you can look up joshdowns.com and then go to podcasts and then come follow me for teens and you'll find it there at the latest episode. But it's a great resource and one that I have had incredible discussions with young people just in helping them to discover for themselves the value of this book that we're about to study this year through the words of living prophets and apostles. And that really is the question of really everything that we're looking at this week is why the Book of Mormon? Why do we need to study it? What is it? Where does it come from? What's the power that uh, can come into our lives from it? And that really can take us to principle number one, which is the title page of the Book of Mormon. As you go through and, and read that, you can clearly see that it has been written for several reasons. One is that I would have you mark in that introduction, is to show the great things that God has done for others. (laughs) I think the word might be for their fathers, but the great things that God has done for others. Why would God want us to see the great things that he's done for others? If it isn't so that we can have faith that he will do great things for us. That is one of the beauties that comes from this book is we see him interact and and help and bless and lift and support the lives of others. We know and can come to believe and have greater faith in the fact that he will do that for us. Another thing that points out in the introduction is to can help us to know the covenants of the Lord. Nowhere is the covenant path more well defined and taught and spoken of than it is in the Book of Mormon. Covenants help us to recognize several things, not only just the way to go, but I think one of the reasons why the covenant path is so important is because covenants help us to recognize that we are worth saving, (laughs) that we're not cast off forever. That's really what the introduction says. The covenants help us to recognize that we are worth saving by not being cast off forever. 
regardless of what we've done or the mistakes that we've made. Covenants, maybe more than anything, can help us to recognize our personal worth to God in a world where worth is questioned more than ever. And lastly, and most importantly, from the introduction, we learn and will learn that Jesus is the Christ and the eternal God, and that not only will he manifest himself to all nations, but he will manifest himself to all people, meaning that he will manifest himself to you. Those are some beautiful things to take away from just a few paragraphs in the introduction. The title of the Book of Mormon itself includes the phrase, Another Testament of Jesus Christ, and we're going to see that over and over again in our study this year. It's important to make the distinction between the power that is in the book and where that power comes from in every aspect of its existence and purpose. It testifies of Christ. The Book of Mormon doesn't increase faith. The Book of Mormon by itself doesn't change lives. The Book of Mormon itself doesn't give power to a person to face the challenges that they're going through. All of those things come from Christ. The purpose of the book is to connect us to Him. In many ways, reading the Book of Mormon is like reaching out and touching the hem of the garment of Christ and allows us to connect with Him, to draw power from Him into our own lives. By itself, the Book of Mormon is just simply a book with a cover and pages. But because of the words that are in it and the way it teaches and testifies of Christ, it allows for the Holy Spirit to come in and to connect us to Him, to testify to us of Him, and to help us have additional power from Him in our lives. The power that is in the Book of Mormon is a power that comes from Christ. So everything that we do with it this year, everything that we study, the whole purpose of it is to teach and to testify of Him. And one of the the greatest things that you can do in your study this year is to look for Him in every story, every experience, every verse, because He's in there. Some questions for you to consider as it relates to the, the teachings of the title page of the Book of Mormon might be one, why is it so important that we see the great things that God has done for others in the past? How can these examples affect our faith in the present and in the future? What is the value of the Lord's covenants in your life? Why is the covenant path so important for us to follow? How can the Book of Mormon help us to better recognize our worth to God? How is the Book of Mormon another testament of Christ? How is it helpful to know that He will manifest Himself to you just as He has manifested Himself to those in the scriptures. And if you end up utilizing or going through the packet of prophetic quotes about the Book of Mormon that is included as a part of this introductory episode, some questions that might be worth considering would simply be, from reading the quotes about the Book of Mormon, which ones do you like most and why? Which quotes help you to better recognize the value of this book in your own life? Now, principle two, we're going to move to the introduction of the Book of Mormon. And there's so many great things in here. This would be a great one just to to let loose on, let the kids go through and read and just share what they draw out of it on their own. There's so many great principles in here. But one that absolutely needs to have some time spent on is about the one, two, three, fourth paragraph from the bottom where it says, Concerning this record, the prophet Joseph Smith said, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion. 
and a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. Now, obviously, there's a lot in there, but one of the phrases I want to really focus on is the keystone of our religion. Now, the manual will probably have you draw pictures of an arch and help describe what a keystone is. All those things are good to understand about that. But one of the things that I really want to help, especially all young people understand about the Book of Mormon, is what it leads to when a person gains a witness for themselves that it's true. One of the reasons why it's the keystone is it holds everything in place. Everything else is kind of connected to it and tied to it. And because of the position that it holds, it helps support everything else. And that aspect of it is alluded to in the last two paragraphs of the introduction, where it reads, We invite all men everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. And those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by the same power that one, Jesus is the Christ, the Savior of the world. That two, Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days. And that three, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth, preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. Again, the Book of Mormon leads to everything else. God, in his brilliant mind and plan in this regards, I believe he knew that most of us wouldn't be able to meet the prophet Joseph for ourselves, that we would have questions and concerns about him, about the church, about the, the church's teachings and doctrines and other things that really he has answered them all through this book for this reason. If the Book of Mormon is true, and as a missionary, this is I'm going to teach you the best way to resolve concerns. If somebody asks you a question, sometimes you may not be able to give an answer that really helps solve the concern, but you can always take them back to the Book of Mormon. Because if the Book of Mormon is true, then what does that say about Joseph Smith? Well, it says that he must be a true prophet, because God wouldn't bring a true book of Scripture through a false prophet, would he? And if Joseph Smith is in fact a true prophet, then what does that say about the church that he organized and established? it would mean and say that it was also true. Now, there have been a number of questions and concerns that I've had in my life in regards to the church and sometimes the, the teachings of it. Some of the things I've heard or uncovered in church history, and I come across people all the time that have similar questions, but they allow those questions and those concerns and doubts to rob them of their faith. Well, if they really had a fundamental knowledge and testimony of the Book of Mormon, it would help them weather the storm of doubt that sometimes we find ourselves going through. Because again, if the Book of Mormon is true, then what does that say about the Prophet Joseph Smith? And if the Prophet Joseph Smith is true, then what does it say about the things that he taught? Maybe some of the things you may not understand. Well, it would mean that they must be true as well. Or at least I have enough to hold on to until I get further clarifying revelation or understanding about them. And it, of course, leads to the church being true. And if there are some things that go on in the church that I may not understand or fully grasp or even uh, accept or agree with, well, then it becomes my job to be able to find a space for those to be addressed maybe at a later point 
Or if they don't get addressed or never get addressed, I still have enough to hold on to to help me to know that the book is true, the prophet is true, and the church is true. And to just trust that the rest will be sorted out in the right time and in the right way. That's the brilliancy that is found in the Book of Mormon, especially when it comes to resolving concerns, answering questions, and addressing doubts. Can you see the brilliancy in this? Can you see how this works? As a missionary, you're going to be in the mission field, and you may have some people that have some difficult times understanding concepts like baptism for the dead or the word of wisdom, or sometimes we may have a hard time understanding the directions that are given by our prophet today. Well, there, or there may be other doctrines that, that we may not fully understand or even agree with. Well, if we ever find ourselves in that kind of a situation or others as well, the best thing that any of us can do is to spend time studying the Book of Mormon. Because again, if it's true, the prophet Joseph Smith was a true prophet, and this church that we're a part of is what he said it was, the Lord's church established on the earth once again in preparation for the Lord's second coming. That's a bold statement, and that's a big deal. I don't think any of us want to be on the wrong side of that one. And the best way for us to stay on the right side of it is to have a knowledge and a testimony of the Book of Mormon itself. It's why it's so important that we study it regularly is to help reinforce that testimony, to continually help us have whatever we need to address any concerns, any challenges, any doubts that may arise from anything else related to the gospel or to the church. Now, some questions to kind of go along with this that you can ask yourself or, or others. Number one is, how is the Book of Mormon the keystone of your testimony? How has it helped you with your concerns in the church? How has it helped you with your questions? How can it help you when you don't understand something or agree with something in the church? How has it helped you to have greater faith in God? How has it helped your testimony of the Prophet Joseph Smith? How has it helped your testimony of the church itself? How can you use the Book of Mormon to resolve your own concerns? And how can you use it to help solve others' concerns? I've already said it once, and I'll say it again. Young people, one of the best things that you can do to gain a testimony of the church, to gain a testimony of Christ, to gain a testimony of really any fundamental doctrine or principle or teaching or practice within the church is to gain a testimony of the Book of Mormon to come to know and learn for yourself that it's true. Because if it is, it opens the doors to everything else. That's one of the most powerful ways in which it is the keystone of our religion. Now for the third principle, I just want to take a look at the entirety of the testimony of the three witnesses, the testimony of the eight witnesses, and of course the testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith. I think it's absolutely imperative and worth recognizing that none of these men ever denied their witness of it. Some had left the church, but they never denied their witness and testimony of the Book of Mormon. And that says something. And I think one of the principles that we can take away from these testimonies, other than just reading them and, and recognizing their value and testifying of it, is the impact that our own testimony can have on others as well. One of the ways that God has chosen to help the Book of Mormon come to be shared and presented and discovered to be true is through the testimony of others. That's the principle that the testimony of the three witnesses and eight witnesses and the prophet Joseph Smith testimony, that's what it teaches. The best way to bring the gospel, to bring the Book of Mormon, to bring Christ to others is to share our witness and testimony of it. So that's a great thing and question to consider is how can I 
better share my testimony of the Book of Mormon and all that it leads to with others. One of the things that I want to conclude with today that I think is really important to recognize is the placement of the Book of Mormon in terms of the order of the restoration. I have often come to look at both the apostasy and the restoration as a process that not not only happened in the world and to the world, but happens in people's lives and to people's lives each and every day. Every day there are those that lose light and lose faith and move closer to entering a state of apostasy. And every day there are those who begin to invite life into their lives and have truth and light restored in their lives. And I have no doubts that each of you, as I have, have been a part of both of those processes. I am sure there have been times in your life where you have felt light being lost and you moving farther and farther away from God, maybe farther and farther away from the church, and really closer and closer to a state of apostasy. And yet, I'm sure there have been times in your life as well where you have felt an increase of that light, a more sure witness of gospel doctrines and principles and truths, and you felt those things in your testimony being restored to you. This is a process that we are almost constantly in flux in one or the other. And there are some great lessons to be learned from both events about one, how light is lost, but two, how it is restored. And the restoration itself, if you look at it, do you remember where it really begins? It begins with sincere and heartfelt prayer. That is always the first place to begin. But right after that was the very next thing that the Lord did to restore light and and truth to the world. Well, it wasn't the organization of the church. It wasn't the restoration of the priesthood. It wasn't the temple being brought back and all of the things associated with that. As wonderful as they all are, following that prayer in the first vision was the coming forth of the Book of Mormon. And that speaks volumes as to its importance, not only to the world and restoring light to the world, but to each and every one of us. If the Book of Mormon isn't a priority in our lives, then we risk losing significant power and significant light and eventually might find ourselves moving closer and closer into a state of darkness and apostasy. The Book of Mormon stabilizes us and keeps us exactly where we need to be. I remember Elder Holland saying once on occasion, one of the, the great landmark talks of the Book of Mormon called Safety for the Soul He said, if anyone is foolish enough or misled enough to reject 531 pages of a heretofore unknown text teeming with literary and Semitic complexity without honestly attempting to account for the origin of those pages, especially without accounting for their powerful witness of Jesus Christ and the profound spiritual impact that witness has had on what is now tens of millions of readers, if that is the case, then such a person, elect or otherwise, has been deceived. And if he or she leaves this church, it must be done by crawling over or under or around the Book of Mormon to make that exit. In that sense, the book is what Christ himself was said to be, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. He said, brothers and sisters, God has always provided safety for the soul. And with the Book of Mormon, he has done that again in our time. Remember this declaration by Jesus himself. Whoso treasureth up my word shall not be deceived, and in the last days neither your heart nor your faith will fail you. What a wonderful statement and promise by a wonderful living apostle. 
couple of key questions about this is, number one, how has the Book of Mormon helped strengthen your faith in Christ? How has the Book of Mormon helped you to know that the church is true? How have you felt when reading and studying the Book of Mormon has been a significant part of your life? And how have you felt when it hasn't been? Can you tell a difference? How can you use the Book of Mormon to help you restore light in your own life? How do the testimonies of the three witnesses and eight witnesses help your own witness? How can you better be a personal witness for the Book of Mormon in your own life? Whose witness or testimony of the Book of Mormon has been most helpful in the development of your own? Where does the power that is in the book really come from? Who can you expect to gain greater access to, draw power from, and develop a relationship with as you study this great book? Remember, it is another testament of Christ. President Ezra Taft Benson, one of my favorite quotes about the Book of Mormon that's in that packet that I have included for this week, said this, that it's not just that the Book of Mormon teaches us truth, though it indeed does that. It's not just that the Book of Mormon bears testimony of Christ, though it indeed does that too. But there is something more. There is a power in the book which will begin to flow into your lives the moment you begin a serious study of the book. You will find greater power to resist temptation. You will find the power to avoid deception. You will find the power to stay on the straight and narrow path. The scriptures are called the words of life, and nowhere is that more true than it is of the Book of Mormon. When you begin to hunger and thirst after those words, you will find life in greater and greater abundance. Straight from the words of a prophet of God. One of the great promises that can be ours through our study of the Book of Mormon. We can gain that greater power and access to and from Christ as we open its pages and study it. It is as if we are reaching up and touching the hem of the garment of Christ, and that power will begin to flow into our lives the moment, the very moment, that we begin a serious study of it. That's what you and I have to look forward to this week and every week this year. And if that doesn't excite you, I don't know anything that will. I know, as hard as life can be, how much easier I can manage it when I have God's power flowing in me and through me to affect and to bless my life for the better. Well, thank you for listening this week. I hope this has been helpful. As always, please remember that that person is greatest and most blessed and joyful whose life most closely approaches the pattern of the Christ. This has nothing to do with earthly wealth, power, or prestige. The only true test of greatness, of blessedness, of joyfulness is how close a life can come to being like the Master Jesus Christ. He is the right way, the full truth, and the abundant life. And he invites us this year through the Book of Mormon once again to come follow me. So, as always, let's follow him better this week and become better as we follow him. Until next week, everyone, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to Come Follow Me for Teens and for Parents of Teens.